Election College, episode 308, part 836 of Dwight D. Eisenhower. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. No, it's not that many episodes. It's like five? Four. Four? Which, if you're going to do four, you might as well do five, right? And you might as well do 836. Right. <laughs> but no, seriously, this this is four, and we're going to finish. Mm-hmm. At least talking about Ike, who, by the way, I was near his house yesterday. And you didn't even go inside. I didn't go inside, because you need to take a bus out there from the visitor center. Oh, there really? There in Gettysburg, yeah. It's like just off the park, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you know where Pickett's Charge uh-huh. happened. Yeah, it's behind where the Confederate right. line is, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think you can you can see it, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, I just didn't realize you had to take a bus there. I, I think you do. I don't think you can just walk over there. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. They want to like meter how many people are going in and out, probably. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, okay, I'm an hour away from Gettysburg, and we're. You know, we're a family, and we're doing this RV thing full-time. So we're in a full-time family scavenger hunt right now, and this uh-huh. is week four, and you're not allowed to cut any corners. Like, we had to find a cricket mallet. Do you know what a cricket mallet is? It looks I'm like fam- a gavel. Yeah, I'm familiar with it, yeah. So that was one of the things you had to find. Well, you could put together this cricket mallet with Legos or, you know, whatever, make uh-huh. one. Because, you know, very few people have one laying around. Right. At least in America. At least in America, yeah. Yeah. So week number four is like you have to do things. You you know, like one of them is you have to take a picture of a rainbow with at least two of your family members in the picture. So you can't like draw a rainbow or concoct a rainbow. You actually have to see a rainbow. Well, what happens if there's no rain that week? Then you're up a creek. No, you have to be creative. Oh, okay. So there's ways. Water hose or something. Well, I don't think a water hose, but you can do a a waterfall, I'm sure. Okay. But the Gettysburg had like everything. We had to find the state flower. Uh We had to find a picture of the entrance to a national park. Uh Our five-year-old had to be initiated as a junior ranger. Uh Uh-huh. Which, let me tell you, getting a five-year-old to do that, it's not easy. I would have thought, knowing your son, he would have been excited to do that. (laughs) He was not. (laughs) He was not excited. And, like, we had to read. We, as a family, had to read the Gettysburg Address Uh at the, you know, the monument there where Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. Right. And, like, I got a little emotional. Yeah. Because every time I go there... I think it hits me more and more. Right. What happened. Yeah. And when you actually realize what you're standing in the middle of when you're there at that monument. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's ridiculous to think that not too long ago, people actually fought. 
and we can all have our opinions, you know, what the war was about. You know, you can say states' rights, but yeah. Right. It was slavery ended <laughs> as right. a result of the, of the Civil War. And many people just died. They knew they were going to meet their demise. Right. For the greater good. So it, it yeah, it, it struck me. I got, you know, all the feels and. It's just amazing that people don't love this country. I agree. I, I mean, I know we have our warts and stains and everything like that, but my goodness, you just think about, wow. It really anyway. is. Well, <laughs> just one more Go thing ahead. while you're on that topic. It's really baffling to me when I think about the fact that, um, you know, the Civil War, yeah, that's that's forever ago, right? But in the scheme of things, it's not that long ago. And then when you even more start thinking about the fact that not only was there a war where a lot of people died and it was like all over our country not that long ago, but the way they fought was even crazier to me. Oh, my God. Like compared to the way we fight now or if you want to call it fighting, what we do now. Yeah. It's insane. It, it is. And, you know, okay, so while we're harping on this just a little bit, because this trek that I've been on the last month and a half where we were in Mississippi and New Orleans uh-huh. and we saw where Andy Jack you know the whole battle in New Orleans right deal and then passing through and then seeing it's kind of interesting because that vintage baseball game that I saw in Nashville that was right next to Andy Jack's grave right well that team is going to be playing in Gettysburg in July for mm-hmm. a vintage baseball tournament but then being at Buchanan's grave last week and, you know, Andy Jack had some, some things to say about Buchanan. Right. And to think, cause do you really tie those two eras together? But Buchanan was actually a war of 1812 vet. Right. And to think that, okay, 1812, that war is really a part of our nation's independence. Oh, you don't yeah. think of it that way. I think a lot of people, and I never thought of it that way until recently, where it's like, yeah, 1812, that's pretty important. Right. Because it's like, yeah, we won and we're free, but, oh, they're going to try to get part of us, kind of get part of things back. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to see how this all ties together, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, in a month and a half, we'll be in Michigan. Uh-huh. And some of the war to 1812 happened out that way right too you know more to towards detroit but just the way american history is it's so young right yeah and and yet so rich (laughs) it it is because i used to i used to say and think and even to some extent i still do this that you know i want to go somewhere where the oldest thing is more than 300 years old because you know most things in america are relatively young Mm -hmm. uh but within that under 300 years, we've just had so much happen. It's a, it's insane. It really is. So speaking of insane, oh, it's crazy being in central PA where Eisenhower's family was really from this area. Right. So you see Eisenhower and the different variations of the spelling Eisenhower all over the place. Right. And that's something that struck me so pennsylvania can only claim buchanan as the son but 
if you ever go to the presidential library, which we did, what, three years ago, um, in Kansas for Eisenhower, uh-huh. everything was like, oh, yeah, you need to visit his home <laughs> in Pennsylvania. He really chose right. to live out this way. And if you've ever been to Kansas in the summer versus Pennsylvania in the summer. Well, you understand why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you like that for a little rant? Don't you... Don't presidents usually decide? I guess I don't know that he would have because of the way he he passed. But uh, don't you usually decide where your library is going to be, or is that? I guess it depends on who builds the library. If if you're funding and building the library and raising money, then then you can decide. But if somebody else does it, of course they have the decision. Yeah, it's interesting because Ike always considered Kansas his home. I think more sentimentally, you know, his mom was there, right, and. He would go back, and they'd be like, "Well, here comes Ike. <laughs> Let's have a parade." So I can understand that, and yeah. and Gettysburg already had its claim to fame. <clears throat> but true, true. what an awesome town! And and one of our scavenger hunt things was to visit a, a comic book shop. Mm-hmm. And Ben, you know me, I'm not into comic books, but we had to go to a comic book shop and get our picture taken there. And met the I nicest couple. I guarantee I've been to that comic book shop because yeah, I think there's the, only one in Gettysburg. Yeah, the couple that runs it, they're awesome. Yeah. And it was really neat meeting them and seeing how they uh, have become part of the community. And they had a church group in there playing games and uh-huh. all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff nice. going on. So nice. Gettysburg, it's – I even told my wife, I'm like, could we live here? She's like, well, it's an hour away from my family. It's – ridiculous why would we live here like that's too close or too far it's too far oh okay <laughs> i'm like if you're gonna okay. live that close you might as well not live that far yeah and yeah. then and then i got to thinking well it's kind of far from a costco so right yeah that's true it's very important to me <laughs> i understand Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Here <laughs> so we he's, are. So he's the president, and actually we'll probably get into the whole Gettysburg thing um, here in a few minutes. But, yeah, the presidency, you know, he's all about peace. And I've been thinking about that quite a bit. He's doing everything he can to make sure that the United States is a peaceful country. You know, he had seen the horrors of World War One and Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in different roles and some interesting things uh, because here Truman enacted uh, laws saying, you know, desegregation and things like that. But Eisenhower was the one who implemented a lot of that. And on top of that, he's like, we need to end this Korean conflict. This is, this is ridiculous. We need to show that we're strong against the Soviets and guess what? Let's go to space. So there's not only the space piece of his legacy, but there's also the 
civil rights piece of his legacy. And uh, the process of desegregating the armed forces had started with Truman uh, back in 1948. And... Eisenhower says, hey, this isn't fast enough. Things aren't moving fast enough. And says, quote, I propose to use whatever authority exists in the office of the president to end segregation in the District of Columbia, including the federal government and any segregation in the armed forces. So, of course, you know, at this time and probably any time, he's getting a little bit of uh, of pushback on that. But he stays strong and continues to push forward and make it a... Um, a priority that desegregation was going to happen. Um, of course, there are lots of other issues that come up with different types of individuals in the military, but that's topic for a different story uh, that doesn't necessarily have to do directly with Eisenhower. Um, so yeah, Eisenhower, a lot of his legacy to many people is the fact that he helped push some of that forward for sure. Even though for the first two years, of his presidency, he had a Republican Congress, and that didn't necessarily serve him extraordinarily well because he had a lot of disagreements uh, within the Republican Party. You know, he wasn't going to just bow to the establishment. Now, he did get along quite a bit with Taft, with Senator Taft, which was really important, but Taft passes away uh, shortly uh, thereafter in, in July of uh, 1953. And Taft's successor, William Nolan, well, Ike didn't like him. <laughs> so there, there were some issues, too, uh, with, um, you know, Senator McCarthy. And Ike was like, uh, I don't really like you that much either. He did work with uh, the Democratic majority leader. You'll know this guy, LBJ, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. He worked pretty well uh, with these Democrats. He didn't just take it for granted that uh, his party was going to be behind him. So he reached across the aisle, got some things done. And um, one of my favorite things about the Eisenhower administration is that Alaska and Hawaii became states. I think it's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, so back when he was at West Point, Ike started smoking cigarettes, a lot of them like three or four packs a day of them. And he tries to quit and tries to quit. And it, you know, it's a long process. Uh, so basically he is the first president to kind of release information about his health and his medical records while he's in office. And some people don't really like that, but others do. And he's having some health problems. As a matter of fact, in 1955, he has a heart attack and some people, uh, his doctor specifically, uh, really misdiagnosed what was happening. And he could have gotten better treatment if he had had the right, um, the right diagnosis, but he didn't. So the heart attack puts him in the hospital for about six weeks. And of course, you know, other people take over for him while he's there. Uh, but while he's in the hospital because of this heart attack, he has some other problems that cause him to have a stroke later on. And this, you know, he has this during a cabinet meeting. And so the stroke causes other issues. Uh, he has Crohn's disease as well. Um, he's just not in great health. Um, specifically, this is the last three years of his second term in office where um, he does have good health. So he goes through a period of, of some 
bad times and then starts getting a little bit better. Um, when he leaves the White House, he you know he ends up having some very severe heart attacks um, up to the point where it stopped him from being able to participate publicly with anything. Um, but back in 1951, you remember the 22nd Amendment was passed. It sets term limits so that you can only have two terms. Truman, who was in office at that time, uh, wasn't covered under that. I mean, he was he had like he was grandfathered in essentially because he was already in office. Uh, but Eisenhower was the first president to be prevented via the Constitution from running for a third term. Now, I don't know that he would have had he been allowed, but regardless, he wasn't allowed. Um, he was also the first president to benefit from the former President's Act, uh, at least the first outgoing president. There had been uh, Hoover and Truman had both uh, left office right before the act had passed, um, so they saw what was coming but didn't uh, benefit from it. However, uh, Ike was able to have a lifetime pension, he was able to have a Secret Service detail, and staff provided by the country for the rest of his life as a result of that. Hey, here's an interesting tidbit. Ike, he had to uh, resign his commission as a five-star general because he became president, and you couldn't do that. And when he was finished with his presidential term, Congress said, hey, Ike, there's your five stars back. Yeah. So uh, following uh, his presidency, um, Mamie and Ike, they go and... uh, at the farm and that was right next to the battlefield uh, here in Gettysburg Pennsylvania hey get this his ancestral home is in Dauphin County Pennsylvania where am I right now Dauphin County Pennsylvania mm-hmm. I mean for all I know it's like backyard must be Dauphin... a conspiracy yeah must be Dauphin County's huge though like Harrisburg Hershey lots of stuff here yeah three mile island yeah. Anyway, uh, 1967, the Eisenhower family donates their uh, family farm to the National Park Service, and it taunts me every time I go to Gettysburg because I still haven't been. I still haven't been to Wheatland, Buchanan's home. Yeah, that's crazy. You finally just got around the scene as grave. I know. Uh, next time I'm out there, if I if I'm able to make it out while you're still in that area, Jason, we should we should see if we can do both. We'll see. Oh, man, that would be like, is meta the right word? I think so. And I guarantee our wives and children would would not want to go with us and they would hate us, but we'll see see what happens. Oh, man. Did I tell you about when my five-year-old, who was a three-year-old at the time, went to Ike's presidential library? It was not pretty. No, I bet. Horrible. So <laughs> he, uh, they, they donate the, the land to the National Park Service, and Ike leaves office. I mean, he, he left office. He goes from being the president to only somewhat being in uh, you know, the political life and the political scene. Uh, he speaks at a couple conventions and stuff like that. And on the morning of March 28th, 1969, Ike dies in Washington, D.C. He passes away from congestive heart failure, and he was 78 years old. Uh, They took him then to the Washington National Cathedral to lay in repose for a while, and then took him to the Capitol, where he laid in state, in the rotunda. And, of course, they had a state service and all things like that, and many uh, 
many presidents or the president and the former presidents were in attendance and eventually they took them and put them on to a, a funeral train to go back to Abilene, Kansas, where he was laid to rest. And, uh, yeah. That's... If you ever do get a chance, go to Abilene, Kansas and check out. It, it, it is an amazing, amazing uh, complex. Really? Because his house, his boyhood home, it's where it always had been. And, like, they essentially decimated the neighborhood and built the library and the archives and all of that. Oh. This big complex. So it's it's really well done. It's just hot. Right. But it is air conditioned. And the chapel is amazing. Like, it's little, but it's, I don't know. I got kind of teary-eyed there, too. Yeah. Something I think is pretty cool, Jason, is that Ike asked to be buried in a government-issue casket like they would um, use for, for soldiers and things like that, and was buried in his World War II uniform and wanted to be remembered mostly like you know with the service medals and things like that. Um, wanted to be remembered as a soldier more than anything. Yeah. You see Eisenhower's name all over the country because of the interstate system, which we've, we've talked about that. Um, but you'll see the five stars above where it says Eisenhower interstate system. Because let's face it, he was a rock star. Yeah. A very conservative rock star. True. You don't get many of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Speaking of rock star, in uh, 1969, four major record companies released tribute albums in honor of Ike. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We think you're rock stars, and we hope you think we're rock stars, too. Maybe not in the traditional sense, but hey, maybe you are a rock star in a traditional sense, and you're listening to this. Uh, we would love it if you would go and leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to electioncollege.com slash review, or just search for us on iTunes, and uh, a little five-star review and a couple nice comments would go a long way for us. It really does. And speaking of going a long way, hey, you've bought stuff on Amazon. I know you have. You probably haven't used an affiliate link. And an affiliate link, it does nothing except gives people money. And so when you go to electioncollege.com slash Amazon, you'll be taken to Amazon just as if you put Amazon.com in your URL thingy. I don't know. What is that called? Search bar or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You know that terminology. Remember when they were separate and like one you could put websites in and the other one you could search in and you couldn't mix the two? That was terrible. Oh, yeah. It was a terrible time in our nation's history. That was. Well, now you just search that bad boy. No, you just type it in, electioncollege.com slash Amazon. You'll be taking the Amazon. We get a little percentage of that, and it helps keep us going. Because, you know, it's not free to run a podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll talk to us next time. We'll finally be done talking about Eisenhower, directly at least, for a while. Yeah. We're going to talk about the misses. That's right. <laughs> we'll see ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.